The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. How many of you heard about Howard Stern's upcoming book that's going to be published? I was very excited. The book is going to be called Howard Stern Comes Again, published by Simon & Schuster. It's going to be out May 14th, 2019. Howard Stern is the king of all media. Aside from his excellent radio program, his past television program, he had two books, both of which were bestsellers. The first one came out in 1993. It's called Private Parts. Very recommended. He followed that in 1995 with Miss America, also an entertaining read. And now, after 20 years, another Howard Stern book is going to be out. I'm very, very excited. I'm going to do my best to see if I can get Howard Stern as an interview on this show. I am a firm believer in the million to one shot. Thinking about Howard Stern made me remember my interview with Jackie Martling. Jackie Martling, of course, was one of the legendary cast members and writers on The Howard Stern Show. We did this short interview. He told me I had about 15 minutes, and we talked about all kinds of things. Most people know Jackie Martling as a comedian who got his start in music. In this interview, the very funny Jackie the Joke Man Martling discussed several things, including his music album, Happy Endings. I have a copy of his album, Happy Endings. It's really, really good. And it was one of the things that inspired me to reach out to him and see if he would be a guest on this show. We talked about a little bit of everything. Music, some of the highlights from his time on Howard Stern's radio program. I remember this interview broadcasting on the radio. There were some people who got a little offended. Sometimes Jackie Martling's sense of humor can be suggestive. If you don't have a sense of humor, you might want to skip this one. If you do have a sense of humor, I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think, folks. This interview was a high-profile one. It got lots of comments when it originally was broadcast. And I think it translates well all these years later, right here on the Paul Leslie Hour podcast. Enjoy. We're talking with the one and only Jackie Martling. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi. So, who is the real Jackie Martling? You're talking to him. What do you mean? <laughs> there is no real. You know, I mean, I am what I am. That's what Popeye the Sailor Man said, right? No, you know, there's, there's no two. You know, I'm not one of these secretive type guys or one of these quietly depressed guys. I'm just like a, a kid who was a loud mouth and uh, who never grew up. And I still tell dirty jokes. And I played music for a while and wasn't very successful at it. So, I started telling dirty jokes on stage. I mean... I'm as much, you, you are what you get, or what, I would love to say there's more intrigue to me than there is, but there ain't. Well, you just mentioned kid. I mean, of course, there's a serial killer, but <laughs> I don't talk about that, because obviously I don't want to get caught. You know. Well, what was life like for a young Jackie? I was very short, so I walked very, very fast, and to this day I've almost lost girlfriends because I walk too fast, and I don't know how to slow down. And I'm sure that's why I was a joke teller and a, and a ball breaker, because I was a little kid. Like, I grew like six inches between uh, seventh and eighth grade. I mean, I was really little. And, uh, you know, it's funny. People used to interview me and ask me if I was the class clown. And I say, no, no, because I thought that was some kind of a, you know, a great 
honor, and I didn't want to claim it for myself. And then one day I realized I was given the finger in my eighth grade class picture, which is the cover of my first comedy album. And I said, you know what? If I wasn't the class clown, who was? <laughs> you know, so, you know, I was fun. That's all. I was fun. I played in a band. I played on the soccer team. I was a pole vaulter. I worked as a head busboy at a country club. Had lots of girlfriends. Didn't get any sex. It was a great time. I grew up in the, in the mid-60s. You know, I graduated from high school in 66, so I, I didn't even smoke a joint until I was a sophomore in college. You know, it was a different era. It was great fun. Great fun. Well, a second ago, you mentioned a band. A lot of people may not realize you started out in showbiz with music. Well, you know, I started playing guitar because I wanted to meet girls. You know, you know you're know, you already meeting girls, and you figure if you play, a guitar, play the guitar, you're going to meet more. So a guy taught me guitar, and... Two of us played together in high school. Then I went to college at Michigan State and played in a band for seven years. And then I realized how bad we were. And then I came home and uh, me and that guy from high school got together again and played for the entire 70s in a two-man group, which became a three-man group called the Off Hour Rockers. You know, we played a lot of songs and tried to sell songs and we never got anywhere. And at the end of the decade, we broke up, you know, but uh, it was great fun, you know. We, you know, we got laid and we played music and we drank. You know, what's better than that? You know, why why grow up? There was no reason to grow up, you know. <laughs> well, how did you know it was going to be comedy and not music? What point was that? Well, you know what? It, when you're in a band, it's like having a bunch of wives, you know. And uh, and we were so unsuccessful that it, you know it bred a lot of uh, malcontent, you know. And it's funny because we're in a three-piece band, and at the end of us. One of our gigs, the other two guys came up to me and said, Jackie, uh, we're going to leave the band and start our own band. <laughs> and I said, listen, I'm not a rocket scientist, but if there's three guys in the band and two of them leave to start their own band, that, that's kicking me out of the band. I don't care how you, how you couch it. And then I started playing guitar by myself and telling jokes on stage by myself, which I kind of had been doing anyway. And then I met a bunch of comedians from Long Island. And there were really no comedy clubs or any, anything like that at that point. So I hooked up with them and I started playing my guitar and telling jokes and, and promoting shows. And we kind of started comedy on Long Island and the East Coast. We helped jumpstart the whole, you know, comedy thing, you know, and I, and I started telling jokes and then... After a couple of months, I realized I knew how to make an album, so I made an album full of jokes, and then I made another one, and after I had three albums full of jokes, I found out about Howard Stern and sent my albums to him, and he liked them, and he called me up, and I got a job with him, and I went to the moon. It was, uh, it was very uh, serendipitous, the way the whole thing happened, you know? Can you remember recording the first joke LP? What do you mean? Of course, like it was yesterday. You know, it was, uh, it was upstairs at a bar called Cinnamon in Huntington on Long Island, and it was owned by Jerry Cooney, the boxer, his brother Michael, and Roger Pinto. And we jumped up on the mic and told some jokes, and everybody liked it, so then we started producing shows there. You know, I had a Fender amplifier and my guitar and a microphone and speakers, and I said, this is going so good. I told my girlfriend, I said, you know what? They laughed at every joke I told last night. I should make a record. She said, so make a record. So I made a record. I hung some microphones and... Made a record. It was that simple. It was great. So half those jokes are still in my act. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what made you want to send the album to Howard Stern? I was in Washington, D.C., working a gig at a place called Garvin's. And I had never heard of Howard Stern. I, you know, All I did was play rock and roll, and then I started telling jokes. I didn't know anything. And this guy, 
Harry Monacrusos that owned Garvin's in Washington, D.C., him and Don Siegel, they said this guy just got fired from DC 101. He's a disc jockey, and he used to do broadcasts in his underwear from our uh, club on Friday mornings. And he's going to New York City. He got fired, and he's going to NBC. You should look him up. So when I got home to New York, I just put three albums. Me, me and my uh, girlfriend, Nancy Siriani, we uh, put all our promo together and sent it to Howard because we sent it to everybody. We sent it to like 400 different people. And Howard was one of 400 people that got a set of three albums and the matching three cassettes and all the promo. And he just called up and said, hey, you know, we think you're really funny. You know, every joke in the world, why don't you come in and sit in today? I said, all right. So I went and sat in and I worked there for free every day, uh, once a week, every week for three years. And then he went to mornings and I got hired full time and we went to the moon. Kind of interesting. Definitely. You have a, it's like a joke line, 516-922-WINE. 516-922-9463. It's so funny. I just got home from being in Cannes at the Cannes Film Festival, and I just called it to make sure it's working, and it's working. You dial it right now, you'll hear dirty jokes, and you hear me promoting my show in Baltimore, which is Sunday night. Something about the hotline is you give a lot of things away, I've noticed. I always give. I've been giving stuff away forever. I mean, when I was in a band, we used to make cassettes of our music and hand them out to our fans. And the more I give away, the more successful I get. You know, it just works like that. You know, I've always sent stuff. I, people call into my radio show and I send them CDs and I send them DVDs. And I just like it. You know, I appreciate the fans. I run into people every day and say, wow, 20 years ago, you sent me a, a joke CD or 20 years ago, you sent me an album or. Hey, 30 years ago, you sent me a T-shirt. You know, people remember that, you know, because it's a nice gesture, you know? Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about your album. Are you trying to get free stuff? You already sent me free stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I figured. I figured. You sent me, <laughs> you sent me happy endings. Uh, oh, good, good. And That's I, fun, isn't it? I love that song, Let the Rain Come Down, and the guitar work with Frank Vignola. It's a great album. So tell Thank us. you, man. A lot of people, they're very surprised. They're like, holy Christ, Jackie, I, I, I listen to that CD when I'm driving along in my car, which is like, you know, there's a lot of choices people have. So when people tell me that, that's very flattering. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like that album a whole lot. So tell us about your musical influences. Uh, you know, I didn't have any real... I, I mean, I loved James Taylor, and, uh, you know, I loved oldies, and I loved the Eagles, but it, I was, I'm not really good enough that I, you know, I loved America... You know, just all kinds of stuff. But I love the Beatles. Just everything kind of meshed in my head, you know. I, I didn't, I would love to say I was good enough that there were any actual musical influences. But, you know, I'm just a guitar player. I just played what I played and played as much as I knew, you know. I just enjoy it, you know. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm somebody who did a, a lot with very little, you know what I mean? You've gotten to meet so many great comics and other people. That was one of the great... The greatest things about working on the Stern Show is, is meeting all your, you know, all your heroes, you know? Yeah, who's been the most thrilling to meet, whether it be a comic that was an influence or just anybody? You know, I loved meeting James Taylor. It was great, you know, it was great meeting, like, Leslie West, and he actually became a friend. And it was great meeting, you know, Joe Walsh, all these guys whose music we used to play in, in college. It was just too exciting to meet these people. I had met Sam Kennison in, in my travels, and it was great to meet him again. And there was, it was too many. There's it, too many to even answer. You know, it was, just, it was just constant. Before I was on the Stern Show, I met Rodney, and meeting Rodney was, like, really huge because I hadn't met that many people. You get a little jaded when you're, you're meeting more and more people. It, it's not that it's not special every time, but, you know. 
but it was great fun. Every, it, it's, it's all been great. I wish I had a better answer for you, but uh, they're all wonderful. You yeah, know? I think that was a good answer. Well, thank you. What is in the future of Jackie Martling? I got a couple things in the works, like a spokesman thing. And, a, you know, I got a couple show possibilities in the work I can't discuss, but I got some fun stuff going on and some more music. But for the most part, I'm doing my shows. And in July, I'm doing Jackie's July Joke Fest on Raw Dog 104 and XM 150, which I really love. That's two hours, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday in July. And I just play two hours worth of my joke CDs and happy ending CDs and take phone calls and tell jokes and people tell me jokes. It's just me and the listeners. And I really enjoy that. You know, and, and plus, I, you know, we've been doing Jackie's Joke Hunt for over five years, and it's getting more and more popular. People just are really digging it. And the listeners are calling in and telling jokes on, the, you know, our theme. You know, our themes are very dirty. And now the listeners are actually calling in and adhering to the themes. And it's, it just makes it really fun, really fun. I wish I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not running for office or anything exciting like that, you know. <laughs> well, I have two final questions. I ask sure. all the guests. First, what is your all-time favorite meal? My all-time favorite meal is this a floating, it's a floating thing, but I really love chicken Kiev. Chicken Kiev, uh, you know, on rice with fresh peas. Chicken Kiev is like chicken rolled, you know, that's like butter and cream cheese and chive rolled in chicken and, de- and, and breaded and deep fried. It's just something from my past that I just really love. Mm, that sounds very, very good. I'm leaving out the, the obvious lewd answer. <laughs> I can imagine. Yep. So it's my second favorite. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the last question yep. is open-ended. What would you like to say to all the people listening? I appreciate everybody that's ever laughed at my jokes, anybody that's ever bought a CD or a DVD. You know, I love the feedback, and please keep coming to my shows and laughing, you know, and keep telling jokes, and that's all. And be nice to each other. You know, all the religion you need in the whole world is do unto others. Just be nice to each other. That's my that's my message. Beautiful. Well, Mr. All right, buddy. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks so much. All right. Now tell people jokeland.com. All right, jokeland.com. And I, an- I answer every email. If somebody wants to email me, it's Jackie at jokeland.com. J-O-K-E-L-A-N-D.com. Jackie at jokeland.com. Drop a line. Say hello. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's All been right, a pleasure. Man, my pleasure. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Me too. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Bye-bye. The boop, bop, deep, bop, doodly, keep, bop, doodly, shop, bop, ding, daka, ooh, no, I just get up, I just like a pom, tom, cook it to be, I just like a pom, tom, 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 t